demons from his past. His occasional moments of lucidity were stretching further and further apart, and it was all I could do sometimes just to keep him sedate. I had soothed him with calm words and a warm cup of tea before leaving our dockside shanty that night, the tea laced with a pinch of powdered duskwood, a mild sedative that would help him sleep through the night. I hated doing that to him, hated drugging the man who had raised me as his own child. I felt I owed him more than that, and yet I had nothing more to offer. What I did, distasteful as it had been, was for his own protection. I knew what the vanguards would do to Tinker if he wandered out into the city during one of his fits. Even if they didn't recognize him, which they probably wouldn't, a crazy old man like Tinker would have been like a plaything to them. They would have toyed with him like cats torturing a field mouse, bringing death in the slowest and most painful ways that their twisted minds could conceive. No. It was better just to let the old man fade away. As long as I could keep him comfortable and well-fed, Tinker would be all right. Heartbreaking as it was, I could give Tinker nothing else. He had peace and comfort, and that was more than most. I drew my attention back to the street, and my fingers twitched nervously for the familiar grip of my revolver, though I knew it was still resting on the bookshelf by the stairs at home. I'd had a feeling in my gut all day, and not just because of Tinker's superstitious rantings. Something just seemed wrong. I should have taken a weapon with me, but I didn't dare break the law by arming myself in public, even late at night and under the cover of darkness. There were too many suspicious eyes on the streets, too many turncoats ready to sell out to the vanguards for a better job or a few extra coins. The people of Astacia were weak, dependent on their overlords. They had lost their honor, had their senses numbed by fear and starvation, their pride destroyed by decades of slavery. Most of us had nothing left to live for except the instinct for survival itself. Few still had the courage to fight. Those of us who did knew that nothing would come of it but our own inevitable deaths. If nothing else, we had the desire to spill the vanguard's blood. For some, that was enough to keep us going. I hurried into an adjacent alley, my heart pounding as I exposed myself to the weak light of the gas lamps. The sense of impending doom intensified. The blood moon, I thought, gazing up into the thick, black, polluted sky. It's just superstition, that's all. If only it was so easy to believe. A gust of ocean breeze swirled up the smoke and fog, and for a moment, I almost thought I could see the stars. Then the clouds and vapor closed back in, smothering the life out of the sky. I relaxed as the shadows enveloped me. The dark streets of Avonston were my environment, my home. The place had molded me. It was where I had learned to fight, to survive, and to kill. That last one was the most important of all. To survive in the streets of Avonston, one must always be prepared to kill. 
I slipped down the alley and cautiously made my way to the back door of a dilapidated old engine factory. Like most of the city, the tin-sided building was in a bad state of disrepair. Most of the windows had long since broken out, and the siding was peeling away from the underlying structure in numerous places. It was the type of place that even the vanguards tried to avoid after dark, and that was what made it a perfect place for the sleepwalkers to meet. The hinges creaked noisily as I pulled the door open. I yanked on it and stepped inside, blinking at the darkness. It's me, I said in a whisper. I heard a shuffling noise and someone pulled the cover away from a lantern. The dim light barely illuminated the faces that peered at me from the darkness. Are you alone? Kale said. I nodded, stepping closer.